and welcome to the Women's Center's Convo, a podcast hub that shares helpful insight for survivors, community members, and service providers alike. Convo stands for Creating Opportunities for Nonviolent Outcomes, and we invite you to learn more about this initiative on Instagram at convo underscore TWC. The Women's Center is based out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. We welcome and serve survivors of all ages, races, gender identities, sexual orientations, abilities, nationalities, and immigration statuses. The mission of the Women's Center is to provide safety, shelter, and support to empower all impacted by domestic abuse, sexual violence, child abuse, and trafficking. Each episode will feature instruction on a healing topic. Today, our topic is Let's Define It, Language of Abuse and Why It Matters. We are your hosts. My name is Mo, and I'm the Advocacy Specialist with the Women's Center. I'm Aspen, and I'm a survivor advocate with the Women's Center. Today, we're going to be talking about love bombing, gaslighting, grooming, and hoovering, which are all terms that have gained more popularity as of late. You may be thinking to yourself, is a love bomb that new bath fizzer I saw at the store? I've seen gaslighting in memes. It's just a joke, right? I heard on the news that grooming only happens to children and certain people are groomers. But what do vacuums have to do with abuse? If you're a regular Convo listener, you may be familiar with some of these terms already, but we wanted to take some time to intentionally define and discuss these. While some of this language may be newer, the tactics are not, which is why we want to talk about them. To get us started, love bombing is a manipulative tactic used by abusers that preys on our innate desire for connection and the need to feel special and in turn exploits our bonding instincts. By showering a partner in affection and attention, abusers aim to build trust and at times foster dependence early in a relationship. What gets so difficult about this is that this tactic seamlessly integrates into the cycle of abuse. To review, the cycle of abuse is characterized by distinct phases, honeymoon or calm period, tension building, explosion, and reconciliation. Love bombing plays a pivotal role in perpetuating this cycle, as the overwhelming positive attention during the honeymoon phase can mask the impending tension and explosion. When honeymoon turns to tension, love bombers often create a sense of uncertainty and fear by intermittently pulling back from their victims. This behavior induces self-doubt in the victim leading them to question if they've done something wrong or if more time or effort are needed to sustain the affection. Lastly, abusers may likely use love bombing to try and reconcile and convince the victim to forget about the tension or explosion. This is often extremely romanticized in our culture. Like Mo mentioned, this calculated push and pull contributes to the development of codependency within the relationship. Love bombers also employ breadcrumbing, a behavior where they provide just enough energy, time, attention, or affection to maintain the illusion of a healthy relationship. However, a sense of emptiness may still persist, and you may feel like they are pulling back, prompting you to wonder how to secure more love and commitment. Related to love bombing is gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation that seeks to undermine an individual's sense of reality and self-worth. 
Per example, an abuser may gaslight a partner into feeling like all the arguments are their fault for quote-unquote misunderstanding the abuser. Meanwhile, the abuser purposefully picks fights to make their partner feel like they're going crazy. A popular gaslighting technique is called DARVO, which is an acronym that stands for Deny, Attack, Reverse Victim, and Offender. Abusers often will make themselves out to be the victim if they are called on their abusive behavior or find a way to blame someone else for their behavior. Gaslighters often invalidate feelings and experiences, create doubt, craft manipulative apologies, minimize or shift blame, and try to isolate their partner under the guise of love and affection through love bombing. As you may have begun to notice, these terms build off of each other, as many abusive tactics do. Grooming is a manipulative process that unfolds in several stages, progressively eroding an individual's boundaries and fostering dependence. These stages involve a push and pull of gaslighting and love bombing, convincing a victim that they should only trust the abuser, even above trusting themselves. Over time, the bond to the groomer strengthens, and it can be incredibly difficult to break free. Before we go on and define hoovering, however, I want a quick stop here and give the incredibly important note that groomers don't have a specific look. Anyone, regardless of age or appearance, gender or sexuality, race or social background, can engage in grooming. Grooming can also happen to anyone, too, as it involves exploiting vulnerabilities to exert control. We're all human, and we all have vulnerabilities. It's important to note, too, that this is also the case for abuse in general. There is not one quintessential abuser or survivor, and any claim of a typical abuser or victim is usually a myth. Lastly, let's go into hoovering. Hoovering is a manipulation tactic designed to draw victims back into toxic or abusive relationship cycles after they've put up boundaries or they've exited the relationship altogether. The hooverer fears the prospect of the other person leaving or moving on, making hoovering a form of emotional abuse and a clear violation of boundaries. This behavior is not exclusive to romantic relationships and can occur in any interpersonal relationship like friendships, workplace, and family dynamics. Hoovering is very subtle and aims to prey upon a foundation of power and control that an abuser sets before the relationship ended. For example, the hooverer may appear to accept the relationship's end and respect boundaries only to re-enter the victim's life unexpectedly, often using seemingly innocent reasons like hearing a song on the radio that reminded them of the person or remembering an important date that they just had to reach out about. For a survivor that has been groomed, one contact like this can be enough to be immediately pulled back into the power and control. Gaslighting and love bombing can also be involved by remembering events differently, or appearing with gifts or other grandiose gestures. So what can survivors do if they notice these patterns, and how do they heal from these abusive tactics? If you start to notice that something feels off in a relationship, you don't have to ignore it or push it away, even, and I would also say especially, if someone tells you to. 
For many survivors, it can be helpful to keep record or documentation of different abuse tactics in a safe location, like a locked app or a hidden notebook. This record serves as a reminder that your reactions are valid and can help counter any excuses that the abuser may present. Connecting with others is also crucial, whether directly or indirectly. Seek support from therapists, advocates, friends, family, and fellow survivors, too. Reading articles, books, and listening to survivor stories or podcasts like ours can help alleviate feelings of isolation and also provide some education, too. Our supports can be a sounding board for any concerns that we may have, and talking with someone supportive can help us feel less stressed and less alone. Tactics like love bombing and grooming can make survivors believe that they're not worthy of genuine affection and care. Abusers often manipulate survivors into feeling guilty for leaving, citing supposed nice things that they've done as evidence for their kindness, and that the survivor will never get treated better than they are in that relationship. It's essential to recognize that these actions were not benevolent gestures, but rather mechanisms of control and you do deserve much better. Affirmations can also serve as powerful tools. Affirmations reinforce a positive and grounded sense of self. If you're stuck on these, here are a few examples. One, I deserve to be surrounded by authentic and supportive individuals who respect my boundaries. I'm worthy of love just as I am. Two, I release any guilt or obligation that manipulative individuals try to impose on me. It wasn't in my head. They just made it seem that way. Three, I know what happened to me, no matter what anyone has to say about it. This is my story, my truth. I didn't do anything to cause this. The blame for the abuse lies with my abuser and not with me. And four, I forgive myself, and I'm working on trusting myself again. I won't always be perfect because perfection isn't real, but I will be doing the best that I can. These tips reinforce self-worth, clarify reality, and promote the ongoing process of healing and self-trust. Be gentle with yourself in this process. There is no one way to heal. The Women's Center focuses our work in partnering with clients to overcome barriers and gain a life free from violence. Our work is grounded in equity, upheld by inclusion, accountability, self-reflection, and continual growth. We believe that it is important for survivors to feel seen and heard. We believe that Black Lives Matter because we cannot end violence without addressing the distinct injustices that Black and Indigenous people of color face. We know that all forms of oppression are ultimately connected, and when we center individuals most impacted, we are also supporting survivors who have faced any form of violence. While we are not experts in anti-racism work, we aspire to be allies in this movement. We all have a responsibility to contribute to unlearning racism and intersecting forms of oppression that take place in our communities. If you would like to talk to an advocate about your own experience with abuse, please call our 24-hour hotline at 262-542-3828. Learn more about the Women's Center at www.twcwaukesha.org. 
and find the resources mentioned on this episode by clicking resources, then podcasts on our website. If you're in the greater Milwaukee area, we also host an in-person Wednesday workshop on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month, and that is by pre-registration only. So please call the hotline and ask to speak with Mo for more information. Stay tuned to our website for future episodes and feel free to take a look at our past episodes too. Thank you so much for listening and be well.